found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It is a Tuesday morning. It's the ninth day of May. And it uh, looks like a nice day in the making, Matt. Yeah. Nice day. And uh, yesterday it was a little... There was a, st- a system that went through last evening. Mm-hmm. Just a little s- cell that uh, actually spawned evidently a a funnel off the ground. Yeah. It, it was in Carroll County. Yeah. 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 So, and then we got a little rumble there, and then that was about it. Yeah. So... Today, none of that to worry about. Clear skies for us. You know, this is um, sad news. A new car now costs $48,008. Jeez. That's on average. <laughs> Up 30% Gosh. from March of 2020. Manufacturers are also selling fewer new cars than before the pandemic, with the more expensive models taking priority. Record high car prices could be playing a part in Americans' dissatisfaction with the president's handling of the economy. A new ABC Washington Post poll found that the majority of voters in a split of 54% to 36% think that former President Donald Trump did a better job with the economy. Okay, uh, what does record high car prices have to do with our dissatisfaction with how the president's handling. That's just part of the whole deal. How does that... How does... <laughs> it's not just that. Right. I mean, it's the whole economy, you know? <laughs> the whole economy has made this happen. Hmm. But, you know, it's just... Um, it all really started after the pandemic. I mean, you couldn't get anything. You just, yeah. you know... And it's been a tough road back. Yeah. You know? Same poll reported that he has his lowest approval rating at 36%. That's a point down from a Gallup poll back in April. And again, you know, we don't try to play politics in this program, but I'm just reading the story. You know, I'm just, <laughs> don't, uh, you know, start bashing me. Okay. <laughs> it's just, I'm reading the story. I'm just wondering what our opinion of the president has to do with higher car prices. That's my thing. I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't. I have not shopped for a new vehicle. I don't plan to. But I know that that would be true no matter who's in office, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're just not happy with car prices. Well, that's your fault. You know, that's basically what they're saying. You know? Yeah. And it's supply and demand. It's got you know a right. lot of it. So I <laughs> just I don't know why that. You know, now it's, they're going to think I'm bashing the president, and that that. I mean, was, you're, it's not. It's right no, here in the story. No, it I just is. it just goes from yeah, car high prices are now forty eight thousand dollars because we don't like the president. <laughs> okay, <I> mean, that's, <laughs> that's kind of literally how it's written. <laughs> and even pre owned vehicles now are pretty salty. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I mean, it's just the economy as a whole. I don't know how you can narrow it down to just car prices. I mean, go to the store. What are you paying now compared to what you did in, right? You know, twenty twenty. It's a, it's a good bit different. What I okay, we're gonna go down bad road. Okay, 
Somebody get stay away, Matt. <laughs> Don't go. No. I'm gonna get my old man pants on here. Okay. So inflation has hit what? What are we up to now? Uh, yeah. Seven, eight, nine percent yeah, somewhere. In somewhere in there. Yeah. Okay. So if that's where inflation is, and I, I granted, I understand that's an average. Okay. I, I get that. So if something is up. 30%. 30%, 40%. At what point is it just a cash grab and not legitimate inflation? You've always had that philosophy. Right. Cash grabs. <laughs> At what point is it? Well, everyone else is doing it, so. You know, so. So you think that's what the, the auto Dude, industry. It has to be. I'm not, I'm not saying just the auto industry. I'm just saying, like. It's a domino effect. It yeah. has to be. So basically, you know, like GM and Ford and everybody is saying, you know what? The pandemic hit us bad, fellas. Nobody, you know, let's get that money back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> you know, because materials are all higher. I mean, yet it's just. I know. Domino. It is. <laughs> I don't know if. No, you tell me, and we'll get reports. That will indicate that oil, you know, gas companies, mm-hmm. you know, petroleum. Oh, yeah. Will hit record profits. Well, of course they are. <laughs> but, you know, we're not making any money here, folks, in the way they say it, you know. <laughs> and, and you will see record profits. Right. You don't know what it's like. We're not making any money. Oh, okay. Because you can't be selling gasoline for that much. And a barrel right now is like seventy something dollars. I, I, the last I heard, right. you know, it varies. But back in the day when it was that that price, mm-hmm. it, gas prices weren't near what they are. No. So why is it so bad now? <laughs> so, so that indicates to me you've got to be making. And it seems like that 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 is always the the starting point for things to go up in price is fuel prices. Yeah, because it costs more well, to ship. Well, we gotta pay more for ship, and we gotta. Make that up somewhere. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I've just seen these posters of some, you know, cranky old guy <laughs> pointing. <laughs> We're going to nail you. <laughs> uh, Not quite Uncle Sam, but, you know, it's. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, you know, you and I can rant all day. I know. On that. I know. So, <laughs> we. We'll take a break for news. And, and I feel, I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, maybe I'm just talking out of ignorance because I don't know how things work. That's, and I will fully. Well, we are pretty ignorant. I mean, I will fully admit ignorance to many things, okay? But it just seems like if if suddenly, okay, well, how much were eggs? Like how much? They were like 49, 59 cents a dozen. Yeah. Okay, something like that. And now it's And like, again, don't listen to me. I still think I'm in 1976, okay? So. You know, ground beef's 99 cents. What happened? <laughs> you know, suddenly, and I get it, there's there's more that goes into the eggs thing, because there was a giant bird flu. Yeah, we lost the that. deal. Uh, lot, lots of bird factories were burning up. Yeah. I call them yeah. bird factories. Bird but... factories, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I, I understand the rising, I guess, there, but it's still, it was like, how many hundreds of percent over, you know? I mean, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So... Everything, it's just, uh, you know, they always compare, you know, it's always like eggs, milk. Yeah, yeah. 
Look at bread, how much it's, you know. You know, back in my day, Matt, you'd get four loaves for a dollar. Okay? It was just, uh, it was it was a better time. Right. I know. We've got more tidbits. Stick around. This is Tidbits. Well, we're back on a Tuesday edition of Tidbits. For some reason, I'm thinking it's Thursday. <laughs> Real <laughs> wishful thinking. <laughs> I wish, man. Yeah. That'd be great. But uh, no, it's just Tuesday. Just Tuesday. This uh, concerning consumers noticing prompts to tip at self-checkout machines. Well, we've, we've talked about this. Yeah. We have talked about this before. Now, this is at self-checkout yeah. machines. Companies say electronic tips are distributed to unshift employees, <laughs> even if no one assisted customers directly. <laughs> but critics say this shifts the, you know, the, uh, the part of paying a living wage onto consumers. They use the word onus. Yeah. That's like, you don't hear that word. <laughs> no, I, that's why I skipped it. Okay. It's like, you know, to me. Something that is one's duty or responsibility. Okay. So this shifts the responsibility of paying a living wage yeah. onto consumers. Something one shopper calls emotional blackmail. And one LinkedIn member describes this as the retail equivalent of panhandling. <laughs> <laughs> It isn't right, is right. it? I mean, is it? It's like paying first, you know, at a buffet, and then the, there's, a, it is, there's a tip on there. Mm-hmm. And I realize someone cleans the table off when you're finished. Okay? Yeah. All right. But again... Do they get your drinks anymore, or do you have to get No, you... you at, at some. Yeah. Now, not all. I don't know. Right. But how do you pay for something before you... You know, it could be lousy. It just could be lousy. Mm -hmm. I don't get that, but tips given to a machine may not reach human employees, it says. You know, that's interesting. We were we were in uh, South Carolina, and we ate at this hole-in-the-wall barbecue place. Okay. All right? I mean, hole-in-the-wall. Food was amazing. Okay. All right? And what they did is, like, you went in. They only made certain amounts. All so right. it's like, you know... If you got there at the wrong time, you may be out of luck. You know what I mean? It's just you kind of got what you got. Okay. And that's what they did every day. And so we go in, we get our food, and we go to pay because that's just what we're used to. You know, yeah. we go to pay, and the lady's like, no. She's like, you eat first. If you'd like it, then you pay. No kidding. Yeah. No, that's just different. Yeah, it is. She's like, you guys go sit down. If you like it, then you pay on your way out. That's just unbelievable. Yeah. They're that confident. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> really. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Wow. It says that, uh, as I mentioned, you know, this may not be reaching human employees because protections to tipped workers in the Federal Fair Labor Standards Act don't extend to machines. <laughs> Lehigh University Associate Professor Alona Oaks, or is that it? Yeah. Says that the practice in self-service uh, settings exploits the high adherence to tipping norms as a way to generate more revenue for the company. Mm. So they say that they're giving it to the employees, but uh, what they're actually doing may not quite be. Right. And how do you figure that out? An employee wouldn't know how much people... 
If somebody could leave a $50 tip and... Yeah, you'd never, never no, know. you'd never know. And shouldn't you be tipping, you know, if... And I don't like it when some play... And they split. You may have a terrible waitress over there... Right. ...that gets to split because this one's really hustling and making some good dough. Right. You know, I... Yeah. I don't know. I'm just an old man ranting, too. <laughs> yeah. We got our old man pants a on today. A cup of coffee should be less than a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> now this is interesting because i fall into this based on mm. the centers for disease control and prevention okay a map shows how nearly half of adults in eight states do not consume a single piece of fruit a day wow i fall into that yeah i'm surprised i don't have scurvy you probably should you know it actually indicates the worst states of people who eat less than one piece of fruit per day. Do you eat fruit every Do you? Yeah. Every day. Every day. Something, you have fruit. Mm-hmm. Okay. My little, you call it my gruel? My, yeah, my, yeah. yeah. You got fruit in your gruel? I do. Okay. Bananas, strawberries, and blueberries. All right. That's a nice combination. With uh, either strawberry or blueberry yogurt. All right. See? So. so that's very good. The states that are the worst, here we go. Oklahoma, Louisiana, Mississippi. Tennessee, West Virginia, Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky. It's all the south. Because you know, they're eating grits. They're not, they're, they're not eating you know, fruits and vegetables. It's, it's all in the south. Then you go Where up fruit to, should be abundant, right? Like, <laughs> they've got trees all over. You can just grab a peach. Right. Um, North Dakota, Kansas is uh, also in there. So those are the ones that... Uh, and then we've got the states with the worst amount of people that eat less than one piece of vegetable per day. And again, I fall into this category. I'm terrible. <laughs> These states include Louisiana, Texas, Nevada, Mississippi, Iowa, North Dakota, California. Mm. And they've got, you know, New Mexico, Hawaii. Wow. And Arizona. Do you eat vegetables every day? Mm, can't say that. I, do. Right. I mean, okay. well, <clears throat> I mean, now I know you're not eating peas. No. Okay. So define a vegetable. All right. Although they call a tomato a fruit, but green beans. Yeah, I'm not eating green beans. Spinach. No. Kale. No. Lettuce. Five a salad, <laughs> but not every day. Not every day. Okay. See, it's tough. So what about what about potatoes? They're starch, okay? They're so not, potato is not a vegetable. I don't think there's me. any, I mean, there's benefit to them if you eat the peeling. So, like, it wasn't the old thing that there's no nutritional value in corn? I, I, I guess, and I, they call it a vegetable. But they call but it a vegetable. It's a starch, too. Right. It'd be difficult for me to be a lunch lady, okay? <laughs> the kids would be eating nothing. <laughs> if I were a lunch lady, mm. the, the kids would suffer from... Poor nutrition. <laughs> We'd have schools running amok in scurvy. <laughs> Poor kids running around. And I don't know what scurvy does to you, but it was always on ships, okay? I just remember it was explorers and how many guys were lost to scurvy, okay? That's right. And I'm just, I always thought as a kid, that, you know, what is this? They had fresh fruit on board to battle scurvy. <laughs> And uh, they just, uh, I guess. <laughs> Are we immune to scurvy now? I don't or know. do you have to be on a boat to get scurvy? Okay, I just. Because I just remember that. Boat. 
<laughs> well, they were always on ships. You know, it was the explorers. And they always had issues with scurvy. Do you, do you find it in your uh, material? So high-risk groups for scurvy <laughs> in the modern world okay, and modern. include people prone to malnutrition, okay. psychiatric illness, eating disorders, okay. alcoholism, mm-hmm. limited food access, okay. the elderly living alone, and homelessness. Is that right? So I guess nutrition plays a part of it. Yeah. And you got to figure, if you're out at sea for months, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that took a lot of courage to get on one of those ships to go exploring. It really did. I mean, you think about it. Because you didn't know. You didn't I mean <laughs> you, know, you didn't know what was going to happen. It's just... You know, and many of them at the time still think the world's flat. They're going to fall off of it eventually. Here you we know. go. Okay. Scurvy is a nutritional disorder okay. caused by vitamin D, sorry, vitamin C deficiency. Okay. It was a notorious disease in the ancient world, especially among the sailors, <laughs> and is of rare occurrence in contemporary developed countries due to increased access and advancement in nutrition services. Hmm. Scurvy primarily affects the skin and soft tissue presenting with a myriad of clinical manifestations ranging from musculoskeletal to bleeding-related complaints and even sudden death in large, later stages. No kidding. There you go. That's why it was important that they stocked the, you know, the poop deck with oranges. Yeah. Because they always talked about getting a supply of like oranges. Right. Vitamin C. That's right. So I guess the guys all had those things that I had as a kid. You stuck it in the side of your orange and drank it. You ever had one of those? I don't, I don't think I did. I called it a squeeter. I don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name I gave it. A squeeter. That was always the commercial. Where the, remember the orange juice commercials? They would stick the thing in the, yeah. the orange juice. And, and then it'd pour out a whole glass. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> here's, <laughs> here's a guy who didn't pay for a room at a Pennsylvania motel and led the troopers on a 10-minute chase. State police were called to the Red Roof Inn. After Levi Airford failed to pay for a room, oh. police tried to make contact with him at the nearby Denny's, <laughs> but said he instead led police on a 10 minute pursuit before he was finally taken into custody. You know, if, if you're a motel goer, have you ever thought about that? You just flop your key in there. Of course, most of them you pay in advance. Right. You know, so it's kind of hard to do that. And, of course, it's on your card, and then you decide if you want to pay cash or whatever later. And, of course, if you destroy the place, then they bill you, you know, for that, too. So, um, I don't know, that guy didn't want to pay. I guess so. And, finally, a DUI suspect uh, was pulled over in Kansas dressed up as a can of Bud Light. (laughs) (laughs) Driver was pulled over by the cop in Franklin County on Cinco de Mayo. Mm. <laughs> the sheriff's office wrote, a career in law enforcement is exciting, and you get to experience something new every day. <laughs> they also posted a picture of the suspect on the side of the road with his arms outstretched. <laughs> he was uh, wearing a pink cap with bright blue and silver beer can costume featuring the famous Bud Light lettering. He looks just like a can. He's ready to party. He's wrinkled. That's for sure. Like somebody's crushed him and finished him off. He was finished off, evidently. (laughs) (laughs) He uh, got into the spirit of Cinco de Mayo. I guess so. Totally. So, I guess we've got time. Let's talk briefly about what we're up to on on the radio, because you're collecting goods, and I'm collecting goods for Amaeus. Yes, we are. Now, your morning show 
and my lunch program right. are doing separate things. We are. Your morning show, what are you up So to? we're collecting cereal. Okay. So boxes of cereal. Okay. Right? Now, this is for kids during summer break. Yes. Okay, because yeah. I don't know if people know this, and some do, but and I don't know what the figures are now. I know it's over 50% of this mm-hmm. kids in school here right. are on free or reduced reduce menu, you know, yeah. lunch. Yeah. So there's a lot of kids that's going to need food this summer. Absolutely. Okay. And that's part of what Emmaus does. They step up to the plate and they help provide that sort of, yeah. um, you know, situation for these kids. So we are collecting boxes of cereal for the morning show. So if you are listening and you want to do that, then next time you're out shopping, buy an extra box, drop it off at the radio station. And uh, we'll Could have even be oatmeal. Could be oatmeal. You know. And make sure, now remember, this is for kids. Right. All right, so don't bring them your fiber cereal <laughs> that you like, because odds are they're not going to eat it, okay? You got to keep in mind, it's kids. It's kids. Yeah. So, now, if now. you truly love them, you'll give them Cinnamon Toast Crunch, all right? That's... Now, I presume you like that. That's, yeah. Okay. Now, for my program, we're collecting boxed goods for lunch. Okay. So, like mac and cheese. Kids, you know, oh, yeah, a absolutely. lot of them love mac and cheese. Uh, hamburger helper, mm-hmm. other boxed products like that, or other non-perishables for lunch. Okay. Now I'm thinking kids are kind of, you know, like snack pudding packs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I right. thought about that. What did we see when we went to school when we were doing that? First thing kids, most were doing, were eating their dessert first. <laughs> yeah. They're all eating their yeah. dessert first. Yeah, they did. So I thought, well, well, maybe some pudding, you know, peanut butter, jars of peanut butter. So, like, what about cans of, like, you know, Chef Boyardee? Would, said, that'd be good, would right? Be good? Would it? Yeah, I would think. I mean, we can't just stick with boxed goods. There, there just can't be that many different <laughs> boxed goods available some for lunch. scallop potatoes, kids. <laughs> <laughs> this will help you learn. <laughs> Make your own lunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, enjoy that. So, you know, just... Uh, Here's not... some make-your-own-pizzas, kid. Have fun. <laughs> So, you know, and then bring, and now a fella brought some in yesterday when I was on the air during the lunch program. Okay. He came in the wrong door. Well. But, um, you know, just bring it by the, the studios. We're at 425 2nd Street mm-hmm. between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. And uh, drop it off and we'll take it from there. How long are we doing this? A couple of weeks. So okay. basically we've got a couple of weeks to try to get. All right, cool. As much as we can. Right. To help out Emmaus and the kids during their summer vacation. So, uh and there we go. That's what we're up to. And uh, donations have started. Because I did see the fellow bring some stuff in yesterday. Fantastic. So there you go. And uh, that'll wrap things up for us for today, Matthew. Sounds good. We'll do it again tomorrow. All righty. See you then. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.